Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, and welcome to the third season of Parent Talk, everything parenting and more. We are broadcasting out of the Greater Vancouver area. I'm your host, Genevieve Kyle, mom of two. I'm also the host of Les Parents Parlent, which is Parent Talk French edition. And you can join me every Wednesday live on the web at Nikki Radio, N-I-K-Y-Radio.ca, from 9 p.m. to midnight Pacific Standard Time. We have a new giveaway contest, so make sure to listen until the end for everything you need to know. I'm with my co-host, Heather Fox. Hi, Heather. Hello, everyone. Yes, Heather Fox here, co-host of Parent Talk. I am also a mom of two. I wanted to share with you all how much fun Hudson and Alex have been having at Leapfrog Gymnastics here in Coquitlam. Leapfrog Gymnastics is actually our brand new sponsor. We're so excited to have them. So I love how the whole space is designed, especially for recreational gymnastics with smaller scale equipment and lots of specialized mats. In class, the boys go through fun and challenging circuits where they get to work on important skills such as body and spatial awareness, strength, and balance. As a sponsor, LeapFrog Gymnastics is offering our listeners $25 off their first month of classes. So this is for new members only with the promo code PARENTTALK. For more information on programming and birthday parties, visit leapfroggym.com. Hope to see you guys there. Awesome. Well, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. This is why today we're talking about creating connection through miscarriage, stillbirth, termination, and neonatal death. And we have with us Michelle Tiliakos. Michelle is a doula, a childbirth educator, a mother coach, and the mother of four children. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, welcome. I should say welcome again, because mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what, the third episode? I think so, yeah. That's awesome. Well, my first question for you today is, how did you become involved in the conversation around pregnancy loss? Actually, I, it was never planned to be in this conversation. My first pregnancy ended in a miscarriage in 2004. And it was just something that I was never prepared for. And it's like you become pregnant for the first time and you just expect it's going to be this glorious thing for the next nine months. So um, that hit me like a ton of bricks and it hit my husband really hard as well. And um, we went on to conceive and we have four children that are now thriving and well. And it was about, I think it was about 2015 that uh, I was in a conversation with a couple of other women and somebody really, one of those women just really acknowledged my loss and really sat back and just like acknowledged the experience. And I was just take, like I was brought to tears so many years later about someone just sharing their love for my child that I never had. And um, that just started the conversation going for me because I felt like I had a whole bunch of healing that I had done and it still needed to continue. So what happened was I joined up with another doula and we started and we co-founded In Our Hearts, which is a pregnancy loss peer support group, which um, started off meeting in Port Moody and it 
it's been to places like the Caribbean, which is trans, you know, it's changed into uh, a group with a different name. And now we have monthly meetings in the Vancouver area. Awesome, Michelle. If someone is experiencing pregnancy loss, what are they going through? What I've found over the conversations of these these meetings and meeting with a lot of different, it's mainly women who join us, um, and through my own experience is it becomes a, f- a first instance of like, no, this isn't happening, and then it goes into kind of frustration and anger and um, desperation, frustration. It, there's a whole range of emotions that people go through, and... Um, you know, what I find is that most of the time they feel alone because they didn't explore this conversation before it actually happens. So, you know, they go through the experience feeling alone, they don't talk about it. And then the the shame can become there because they felt like they didn't make the right decisions or maybe they didn't, they're blaming themselves. And they're, what happens then is like the lack of communication between partners can start to exist. And the coping mechanism between the two partners are different. So women tend to want to reach out and men typically tend to go inwards and and not talk about it. So it could be a range from any of that to just really, um, you know, there's also people out there who have a loss or a termination or uh, a stillbirth and they're just ready to go again and, and start trying again. So it goes from, there's just everything out there. And I'm guessing, you know, people plan sometimes so long mm-hmm. for a pregnancy, for children, but nobody plan for a miscarriage, for a stillbirth, you know, yeah. this, this, is, this is hard subject and this is like, wow, you got to deal with death, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to grieve. And so how do you orient those people when uh, they come to you with, with that information? With that information. You know, it's so... Um... I actually get really enlivened by the conversation because while these people are going through this and while I went through it, it's um, the simplicity of just listening to somebody and acknowledging them for what they're going through and who they are and who their baby was and who their partners are. It's like, that's all. That's all I do, really. It's so simple. And I do find if you start talking about it... Mm seems that a lot of people know someone or themselves they have a story about miscarriage or you know but i of course it's not something you <laughs> you go and talk to people and people talk about it just so openly like this it needs a little bit of a connection right yeah and you know it's because we don't talk about it and because we don't share openly and because we're grieving as well it becomes like when it happens to you know you as an individual we then realize we say it and then all of a sudden, oh, that happened to me and that happened to me and that happened to me. And then all of a sudden you go, oh my gosh, why does nobody, why did I not know this? Yes. So, and partly it's like, we don't want to talk about it because we don't want to scare people while they're pregnant. Um, We don't want to scare people while they're pregnant. And we also kind of feel a little scared to have the conversation. Like if somebody's going through this, we don't necessarily reach out and say, hey, I know you're going through something. We tend to avoid the person because we are afraid that we're going to make them uncomfortable or we're going to make them cry. They're going to cry. They are already crying. And the other thing is sometimes with the pregnant, the person who just lost the pregnancy or terminated or is going through the grief, 
they don't bring it up because they don't want the other person to feel bad for them, especially if you're going through the experience with someone who's pregnant and their pregnancy is thriving. So the conversation, it's like we try to like, how are we going to you know, maneuver this conversation and how are we going to go through this and how can I bring this up? And what typically happens, that becomes too hard, so we just don't say anything. So what could be improved for people who are going through this experience? Well, as I touched on already, the improvement can just be in the human connection and just being with somebody through that loss. And sometimes it shows up as just simply going into a space and sitting with someone, letting them talk. And what actually can be improved is not trying to fix anything. Like nothing is broken here. And there's nothing that needs fixing. That person just needs to be where they're at. So um, the other thing that can be improved is like really this, and I thank you so much for having this conversation because this is what gets the word out. This is what plants the seed for when somebody else goes through this. They've heard about it already. Um, what can be improved is, and sadly enough in our hospitals, we're, it's not something that we talk about in labor and delivery because typically we're going there to have a healthy, happy pregnancy and birth. And um, I've heard too many stories about people just getting sent home with some pamphlets. And that is not enough. And having a human connection, a human experience could, you know, take place by having um, that human experience could happen by having a full spectrum doula with you that can be called on, you know, kind of last minute. And um, now I lay me down to sleep as a resource, which takes photographs of families while they're going through this process. There's also cuddle cots, which are a cooling bed that can be placed with the family so that it's actually preserving the body so that they can stay with their baby longer if they choose to, so they don't have to um, just hand over their baby quickly. Wow. How can people help? if they know somebody in this situation? Yeah, that's a really great question. Because What do we do? Yes. Yeah. We're too afraid to reach out. Like that's like, oh, we should let that person go through that because they're dealing with that. But when we do that, we actually leave them solitary and alone. Like when we just say, oh, well, you know, I'll get them. They're probably feeling a lot. And they are feeling a lot. But when we actually just reach out and say, hey, that's either happened to me, I know what you're going through, I'm here for you, is such a simple action to be able to take just to let someone know that they're not alone. The other action that we can take is acknowledging that it's really awkward conversation and simply saying, hey, like this is really awkward and I'm probably going to say all the wrong things and I just want to be here for you. Because we do sometimes say really things like it was meant to be or uh, you can have another baby or... Um, and for people who've gone through this, we've heard them all and we get actually really resentful and angry. And we can also, if we're going through it and acknowledge with the people in our life, like, hey, I might not want to hear with some of the stuff you're going to say, but just let be with me. And I don't want to hear that I have to fix anything or I'm going to have another baby or it was meant for some reason. Just be with me. So Michelle, what are our options if we find out that our baby is, let's say, past the miscarriage time, closer to stillbirth. Still, yeah. So what are our options? 
It's really great that you asked this. They, I find a lot of the times we hear this information and then we feel all of a sudden we're just like rushed down this tunnel of like, we have to make these choices right away. And if we're being, um, you know, some families receive a really detrimental um, diagnosis where they know that it's going to end up without a live baby, or we already know that our baby is passed in utero, we feel like all of a sudden we have to make these quick medical decisions. And sometimes it's, it's healthy but not wanted to just go home and be with what's actually happening. And it gives us the space to make decisions that maybe we want to choose a different way to birth our baby because it is still a birth. And I've talked to a lot of women who've actually experienced a birth without a live baby, but a very powerful and beautiful experience. And, and the stories that I've heard is having their baby at home and um, choosing to birth their baby at home and just be, it becomes a more human experience. And that's the only way I can describe it is not procedures. It's not protocol. It's just having the people be with you. And the people who are with you at a home birth in this situation would be very much um, responsive to what you're going through and most likely experiencing the same emotions for themselves. It's not about holding the space in order to like not cry. They would be with you crying. I totally get that. What, how do you call a doula that is doing uh, this type of support? A full spectrum doula. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So included in their services is mm -hmm. um, abortion care, um, miscarriage care, and um, stillbirth, expected stillbirth. So it's like they're not caring for you medically, but they're with you through the process and explaining more choices than we can talk about just on this podcast, they, they give you a lot more options of what's out there. And there is a ton of options that we just, we don't even know that are out there. And I, and what I'll do is I'll, I will um, share with you that you can share on the show notes that a lot of resources that are out there that I refer to. Absolutely. I'll, uh, we'll make sure it's uh, all in the show notes. Heather, you have a, a story, right? <laughs> you wanted yeah. to share. So just when we talk about how, you know, it's that awkward thing to bring up especially when you're say going through a thriving pregnancy and that actually happened to me personally where I did find out I was pregnant and a good friend of mine at that basically same time ended up having a miscarriage and it was like how do you share that news and I was also super sick so at the same time I was like she's gonna find out I can't really hide this um but to be you know sympathetic and respectful and kind of know that space that she was kind of going through and and obviously I chose to you know wait a few days but then like that was probably the hardest most awkward conversation I've ever had mm. and just all the emotions of knowing what or not fully even myself because I've actually never had a miscarriage so not fully understanding exactly what she's going through but I, knowing so many people that have gone through that situation and you know what yeah that she's going through something big yeah. And then to tell her my news, it was, yeah, it was what hard. I, what I hear from most people is that they want to be excited for somebody else who's having a pregnancy that's thriving. And their experience shouldn't take away from, like, they, they don't want it to take away from your joy. Um, so sometimes I find people tend to retreat a little bit and back away from that relationship, not because they don't want to support you, but mostly because they're hurt and they're hurting. And I think having that conversation and just saying, listen, I get, I know that we're in two different spots 
and I love you and it's okay if we don't talk about this or it's okay if we put things on hold or it's okay if like you want to get mad, like whatever you guys can do to work it out. But the important part is talking about it Mm -hmm. and no, just simply acknowledging like, hey, this really sucks for both of us. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there was a happy ending though. She had a little girl two months after I did. Oh, so wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Very that's happy. great. Yeah. Very happy ending. Wow. <laughs> Michelle, I want you to talk a little bit more about Inner Hearts. Uh, what's next for Inner Hearts and the community? Well, what I see is possible is just really creating more community, more connection through this. And in our hearts has grown, um, like I said earlier, and now we're focusing on the Vancouver area. But the problem with that is, is that not, you know, stillbirths, miscarriage loss doesn't happen just in Vancouver area. So we're actually hoping to expand and uh, we're looking for uh, people who want to facilitate this conversation in their neighborhood or in their town. Um, Like I said, we've gone into different countries and it's really quite simple. And what we would also love to do is just expand our awareness through um, social media, with um, a website and just having more of a collaborative effort from everybody who's in this conversation. There's so many smaller um, groups that are together that really want to make a difference in all in our different way. And I think if we can collaborate together, uh, that's what we're looking for. And that's what we're hoping to do next. That's awesome. Michelle, why do you talk about termination in this conversation? I feel like that with people who've experienced miscarriage and, and stillbirth, it's, it's a whole sense of shame. And with the people who choose to have an abortion or a medical termination, what happens is they even have an additional level, a level of, I don't belong here and I shouldn't be having this conversation and I shouldn't be talking to people about this. And we include it because no matter what the choice is, it's a difficult conversation and a difficult choice to even be faced with. I never personally thought I'd be faced with that, making that choice. And in my last pregnancy, there was some testing that we did that showed things didn't look so great. And I thought, oh my gosh, here I am. I've got three healthy children now. What kind of choice am I going to make for my family if this isn't a good, healthy pregnancy? And for a few weeks there, I was grieving at the idea of like, this might be in my future being faced with this decision. So we include it because there are medical reasons to terminate. There's also simply out of choice that there's termination. And to include people who are faced with that decision, they go through their own grieving process as well. And it's so important to include people who who are faced with that. It just reminds me a story. A friend of mine is, um, she had two abortion, you know, young Mm -hmm. and, um, with the wrong person and then after that was not able to conceive Mm. so she was grieving that so far like after because wanting a child and now after that feeling guilty Mm. of her past decision even though she was in peace with it in the past Mm -hmm. so and I could actually see why because my two babies are in vitro baby right so you when you start thinking about things like that and big money and and then you actually think about all the years then you could have conceived because Mm. me with because I was old but it's funny I did have a little bit of a guilt or grieve or I don't know like and I could I could connect with her 
mm-hmm. even though if I never I never had an abortion, but I, I I could feel like her pain. Yes. Yeah. And you know, and it's so great you bring up that example. It doesn't matter when our choice was. Um, I've had people come to our group who lost. And I say lost because we didn't lose anything. Like I, even that term alone just bothers me. But um, when we lose a pregnancy or we choose to end a pregnancy, it never leaves us. And the stories that I've heard about women who've come in and their mothers have lost or their grandmothers have lost and the ways that they chose to honor and celebrate those um, missing little babies like impacted the women that I were talking to. So... Um, and these, in this conversation, if you brought it up with someone who had, who maybe had a loss or a miscarriage or a stillbirth, um, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and you acknowledge them for what they've been through, they, they will really get present to what it was like. I totally get that. Right. Mm. So it's creating the space to for just, healing. yeah, for healing. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Michelle, I want you to talk to us about a little bit more about what's next for inner hearts and the community. Right. We, because we have a meeting going on in Vancouver and we've, we've worked with different communities, what we feel is like now is an opportunity to be able to expand who we um, reach and where these conversations actually happen. And there's resources typically happen in big cities and we're in Vancouver and even people in the suburbs here, Vancouver is a far place to go. But if you think about people in different locations around the province and around the country and around the world, they don't have really easy access. And because this is peer support. It doesn't really take anything special. We don't have to, we're not counselors. We are simply people who've gone through this and we are being there with somebody else who's going through this. That's it. It's being with somebody and acknowledging them for what they're going through. So we're actually hoping at looking at expanding and um, having someone help us with social media and a website that so that we can collaborate with other people who are in other I find it's mostly women, and I could be wrong on that, but in collaborating with other people who are going through and really wanting to have this conversation alive in their communities. Well, that's fantastic. Where can we find In Our Hearts? In Our Hearts can be found mainly on Facebook at facebook.com backslash In Our Hearts Loss. Thank you. Do you have any other resources for us, Michelle? I do. This past weekend on October 5th was the inaugural Butterfly Run, which was a sold-out event with 500 people attending. What is that, the Butterfly Run? It's a run in Vancouver, and they are raising money for the BC Women's Foundation. They're, so that was a great success for the first time. So I'm wow. hoping that they'll do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also Empty Cradle, which is another meetup in New Westminster, there is a group of women who um, just got together in the North Shore and they de- deliver memory boxes to families that are going through a loss over at Lionsgate Hospital. And we have Angel Dresses, which is a place on that I found on Facebook and they take uh, old or uh, used wedding dresses and they take the fabric from that and they make these beautiful outfits for stillborn babies so that um, families can just take beautiful photos or use them in the ceremony or at their um, funeral. And there's also a well-known group, which is called Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. And this is, I believe, North American wide. And 
anybody can call them and a photographer will show up at your birth um, and your loss and take photos for you. And that's something that we typically want to avoid, you know, in a situation like this. But everybody that I've spoken to, um, the photographers are super respectful and they get a memento when they're ready to look at those photos. It's there for them. Wow. I think Candice Desert is uh, yes. a photographer for uh, Lay Me Down to Sleep, right? right? I have to mention her here. <laughs> this is such a beautiful... And, and, and it's all uh, voluntary. They don't get paid for no. this, right? So, wow. Okay. Michelle, we can find you on our panel of experts at parenttalk.ca. Where else can we find you? You can find me at my website at crowninggloriedoula.ca. Thank you, Michelle. Well, I guess that concludes today's episode. I want to thank you, Michelle and Heather, for taking the time to be here and helping us be the best parents we can be. Heather, before we go, I want you to tell us about our new VIM giveaway. Yes, our very important moms. So if you would like to be this month's VIM and win over $300 in prizes, find us on Facebook and in Instagram. And we're going to like, tag three friends, and comment on any or all of our October posts. The more love you show us, the more entries you'll receive. And receive five bonus entries every time you share one of our posts on your page. And of course, on Instagram, please like, comment, and tag three friends for more entries. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to be announcing our first VIM winner the first week of November, right? Yes. At the beginning of November. Awesome. So don't forget, if you want to hear a little bit more about Heather and I, we will be releasing some mini episode called real mom moments where we talk about what's happening in our daily lives if you have a question or you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca if you are near us don't forget to check out leapfrog gymnastic and get your 25 dollars off your first month of classes with the promo code parenttalk of course follow us on instagram facebook and twitter And you can always subscribe directly to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca. If you enjoyed today's episode, we're inviting you to share it on your social media. As we know, parenting can be hard. So it's so important to remember to laugh, keep learning, cherish your village and be true to yourself. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you everyone for listening and have a fantastic week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.